the world premiere of Pro Wrestling's newest podcast. The Gimmick Table. From the Motor City. Detroit, Michigan. Bringing the heat. Here they are. The Brothers of the Team. All right, welcome back. This we are the brothers of the D. I'm Big Ben, and I'm Dan, and this is the gimmick table. We're gonna get right after it. We're gonna bring the heat today. Let's start it off. A lot of things to talk about. First up, let's start it off. Last weekend, we talked about Royal Rumble big weekend NXT. We're gonna start with NXT Takeover. Dan, what happened? All right, well. We got new tag team champions, so the Undisputed Era is no longer champions. That's a shame. That's the War team. Raiders. That's my team. That's my group. Yeah, I, I don't know what's... The only true faction in the WWE right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know what's in store for them. Um, I'm glad that War Raiders are getting a push, but you almost don't want them to get a push because they go to the main roster. There's nothing for tag teams. But now that there's the, the well, especially SmackDown, I, the SmackDown tag team division is is been good a lot lately. Raw for for Raw, the Raw don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with Raw tag team division. It was a phenomenal match. War Raiders, Roddy Strong, Kyle O'Reilly. I just don't know what's next for Undisputed Era. Um, Adam Cole was in the World Collide uh, show between NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live. But they really haven't found what to do with Bobby Fish since he's been back from his injury. No, he had what, I think one match on uh, Wednesday night on uh, against EC3 when they jumped him a couple months what, yeah. back in early December. And that's basically been it. He's just been in the corner of them and... You know, I don't. I like Undisputed Era. That's the only really true faction in the WWE. And, Correct. And factions, to me, groups are just so vital, important to professional wrestling. You, you look back at the history of in wrestling. There's always a good stable, always a good stable, and they've got one cooking right now with the Undisputed Era. But it's at the point where creative is. What are they going to do with them? And I'm almost afraid for them to go to the main roster. What are they exactly. because what are they going to do with them? It's the unknown because I have still we'll get into it. I've got so many questions after watching the Royal Rumble. Where are they going to go? Because there was a lot of things to me unanswered. I literally after that Royal Rumble ended, I said, "Where are they going to go? How are they going to build this up to the road to WrestleMania? Where are they going to go?" I thought for sure Adam Cole would have been in the Rumble. I was shocked. No, I didn't Adam see Cole, it because the year before in the Royal Rumble, Adam Cole got Adam a Cole major, was probably the biggest pop coming out to the Rumble. Match. I don't know if they want to. You know, undisputed air has been in both War Games matches since the inception of the War Games. 
They so are the, they are the experts at the war. Games. So are do you leave them in NXT? Try to find you know regroup with them. Try to find something new for them. I I don't know. You know, back in the Ring of Honor days, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish were the tag team. They were Red Dragon. That was the they started them two started off before Fish got hurt, and then and obviously Robert Fish Strong joined the group. Yeah, after, you know, Fish and O'Reilly were the tag champions when Fish got hurt, and they brought Kyle O'Reilly or. Roderick Strong into the group, and he's taken over as the tag team partner for Kyle O'Reilly. I really don't know what's in store for Undisputed. I'm kind of a little nervous for him. And then we have a new North American champion, which I'm pretty happy about. Johnny Takeover. <laughs> Johnny Gordano, who got a major, major pop when he come into the Royal Rumble. I was excited. All NXT guys, NXT uh, superstars all got great pops. Coming. Guys and girls. Guys and girls. I w- I got. I was shocked when uh, Rhea Ripley came out in the Women's Royal Rumble. The f- cr- crowd went crazy for her. What about the pop for Casey Catanzaro, the Dude, American Ninja Warrior? Let me tell you something. And they kept talking, referring to Kofi Kingston. Let me tell you something. Kofi got showed up by her. She was. She did some things that Kofi didn't even think about. She started training at the Performance Center. January of 2018, a year later, and she's in the Royal Rumble. And she got, she did some great things. She stayed in that as long as she could, but uh, she did some great things, and because that was kind of Kofi's deal of the what he could come up with to try to stay into it. But I think she, she definitely, uh, she definitely outdueled Kofi uh, in that regard. Uh, back to Johnny Gargano. He's been match of the year. Every takeover event, his match steals the show. And I'm not a fan of Ricochet at all. I'm not either. Not either. And I definitely think Gargano carried the match. Ricochet would be good on 205 Live. That would be a good spot for him, his style of wrestling. But Gargano, he just he he took over that match. Yeah. And then now they're back together, Champo and. uh, Kind of. Kind of. They've actually joined forces. Again, well, they, as Champo said, let's rule NXT, which they are. And um, Champa's the real deal in the ring on the mic. Yes, he yes. is. He has that heel character down to a science. That's the best of them do. And when Takeover ended, and he was standing on the ramp with the title over his head, and out walks Johnny Gargano in his Johnny Takeover T-shirt, and they look at each other and they raise their titles together. That that those two guys are going to be dangerous. Now something happened after the tape stopped rolling at NXT Takeover on that ramp. What happened? Well, you had Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black, and Ricochet didn't like what uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano was doing. So Adam Cole joined them, and they had a little three-person. Or six person uh, little fight had to be separated by Triple H and everybody. I and it was thought at the time, it, it, you know, it was it, it was a work. It wasn't a shoot at the time. Just thought it was a shoot, but that sets up halftime heat. Halftime heat Super Bowl at the Sunday. Super Bowl. Alistair Black, Ricochet. I don't know. I'm gonna be turned over for that one. I don't know the. Oh, of course. The Super Bowl. I heard. Not, I, I'm not too big on and that. And WWE's like really knocking Maroon 5. Why do you want to watch that when you can see Adam Cole, Gargano, Ciampo? 
They're setting up their top versus Velveteen, Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black, and Ricochet. Oh, all right, Matt Riddell. What had what happened with him? Matt Riddell, man, he's special. Um, yeah, he spent his time in UFC. He he's been pounding on the independents for like five years in, in wrestling, and and I think he's going to be absolutely special. Of course, um, Cassius Ono put him over in the match. Gotta love Cassius. Gotta love Chris Hero. I refuse to call him Cassius Ono. It was a great match. Matt Riddle is going to be phenomenal. It's all that comes down to creative. What are they going to, how are they going to do it? Yeah, if they do, if they work him right, Matt Riddle is going to be a star in the WWE for sure. Uh, women's women's uh, NXT title. Oh, Bianca Belair. Not a big fan of her. No. Not a big fan. No. Neither is Sam Roberts. On the pre-show, Sam Roberts, it was uh, Charlie Caruso, Sam Roberts, and Pat McAfee. And they're talking about this match, Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair. And Sam Roberts is just like, you know, this match isn't takeover worthy. I didn't think it was. Bianca Belair is not at the level to be fighting for the women's NXT title. He made it very clear. I I make it very clear. But I will tell you what, Bianca Belair impressed me in that match. I'm not. To me, two of the competition that left NXT went to the main roster. Lacey Evans and definitely Nikki Cross. That was some of your top women's talent in NXT. You moved them to the main roster. Shayna Baszler right now, to me, there's no clear cut number one contender for her. And to me, I don't know if you should give Bianca Belair a um, another shot. But Bianca Belair did impress. She was very good. She used her hair, which I don't like that gimmick, but she whipped Shanna Baszler with her hair to the point where it actually left a laceration on Shanna Baszler's side with uh, her hair. My favorite thing about Bianca Belair, she fought Nikki Cross several months ago. I think it was back October, November. It was on NXT on Wednesday night. And... Um, Nikki actually used it to choke her. I was like, yes, somebody finally did it. I'm not the only one who would have thought of that. But what impressed me with Bianca Belair is she didn't tap out. She passed out. It it was a referee stoppage. Really? The referee stopped it because she wouldn't tap out. So that impressed me with Belair. And they have to build up the next wave of women and NXT to fight for the title. Pretty soon you're going to be seeing Chelsea Green, who's probably going to be the next one to compete with uh, Shayna Baszler. Um, But, yeah, NXT, uh, I love it, and I don't know if any of them really should go up to the main roster right now. Main event, Ciampo, Aleister Black. We all know Ciampo is now still the champion. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, I think you, you moved up the ones that you were going to move up uh, to the main roster. And uh, so, I don't know. Right now, they need to develop more. And then, of course, Undisputed Era. Big question mark with them. What's 2019 going to hold for Undisputed Era? Yeah, we shall see. All right. Let's bring it back to – let's go to the Royal Rumble. The main pay-per-view starting on Sunday – Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey. Well, I'd like to touch on the pre-show a little bit first. The kickoff show. Yes. I'm sorry. The kickoff Let's show. Do the kickoff show. So, we had 
again, the cruiserweight match, <laughs> phenomenal. You had Akira Tozawa, Kalisto, Hideo Itami, and Buddy Murphy in a four-corner match. Uh, Buddy Murphy did retain his title. Um, that was... They always put on a good show. The problem with 205 Live is it's so different from what WWE fans are used to that it's hard for WWE to get it over. Yeah, it is. Um, I do think Buddy Murphy needs to move on from 205 Live to either SmackDown or Raw. Uh, but uh, yeah, He needs a promotion. He is kind of carrying that right now. And if, like my we were talking NXT... If they bring Ricochet up, that might be time that Buddy Murphy can move on and go on Raw or SmackDown. Because you do have Mustafa Ali has moved up to the he's on SmackDown, quote-unquote main roster now um, on SmackDown. And then we had the U.S. title match. Uh, Rusev was defending his title against Nakamura. I wasn't a fan of the match. I they have done horrible booking for Nakamura. Um, He won. But uh, it was bad. Lana got hurt. Um, Rusev was on the ropes. Uh, Nakamura came and knocked into Rusev and knocked Lana off off the apron. She hurts her leg, uh, her ankle, her foot, something like that. And uh, Nakamura won. But then the very two nights later on SmackDown, Nakamura loses the United States title to R-Truth. And then Rusev wants a title shot, and R-Truth beats Rusev to keep his title. So they've completely moved on from Nakamura and Rusev as in the U.S. title picture, and they're giving it to R-Truth, and Nakamura and Rusev are now a team all of a sudden as they'll take on the Good Brothers of the club next week mm-hmm. on SmackDown. I really don't know what they're doing with Nakamura. There's been talk about him wanting to leave, his contract being up. We shall see. Um, but... Um, there was another match on the pre-show. It was it, it was bad. It's an afterthought kind of match. Bobby Roode has been delegated to a crap match with Chad Gable against one person from the Revival, one person from AOP. If that make, makeshift team wins, then those two teams get title shots. I, I don't understand the booking on that. Um, Bobby Roode is such a great, talented wrestler, and he's once again one of those – that came to WWE and what do we do with him? And now he's... He's a perfect example of a guy who was on top in NXT. Nakamura on top at NXT. They come to the main roster and... You don't know what it's like. What are we going to do with him? That's why I don't want to see Gargano, Ciampo, um, Aleister Black, Adam Cole, these guys coming to the main roster. I just don't want to see it. I'm afraid that they're going to end up like Bobby Roode and Nakamura. Which will be sad. Yeah. Because they're just talented, talented uh, wrestlers. Now we can get to the main show. Main show. We kicked it off with uh, kicked off with Becky Lynch, the man, versus Asuka. Yep. Asuka, the SmackDown Women's Champion. This was a really good match. Really good match. Um, Asuka did win, which was kind of no surprise to everybody. I was a little surprised. What about you, Ben, that? Becky tapped out. Um, yeah, I was surprised um, to kick off that show, uh, but I'm like, well, something's got to happen because they're not just going to let their number one, and she is, she to me, 
the well, number one wrestler in the company, not number, yes, not woman, yes. the top wrestler, but entertainer. I'm thinking these women are now taking over as the top superstars in the WWE, and certainly Becky has. And I was like, something's got to be cooking. Something, something's gonna happen. But if you notice in that match when she got in that and Oscar bridged. Becky tapped out immediately. Well, there was several times in that match I said, you know what, there's a lot. If they really wanted to do something, they wanted to get maybe get technical. When Several times when Asuka would get her in some type of maneuver or chokehold or some kind of submission type move. Becky would reverse Becky would it. would start reversing it or she would start just wailing her arms and hands. And you really could, a referee could have said, well, no, that's a tap out. And it could have been some controversy. But they just they didn't go that route. But there was a lot of times where it was it was a back and forth type match. But then it got toward the end. There it was kind of like really they're gonna roll around, reverse, reverse, keep reversing, reverse again. Reverse. But when Asuka did get her in that bridge, she tapped out right away, which kind of surprised me. She tapped, but that was the best way for her to tap. Tap right away, you know. One of those things is like, okay, I'll live to fight another day. I, you know, I don't want to get yeah, injured. Kind of, yeah, it's kind of deal like let's live to fight another day, and something had to be cooking because you're just not going to let Becky Lynch lose that way unless you have something else in store, which did later on in the night. Later on in the night, it did happen, but we'll get to that. Um, you want to do Sasha and Ronda? Let's do Sasha and Ronda. We've already mentioned Sasha stick and with Ronda. the women. Let's stick with the women right now because that's to me somewhat that's what's carrying the company right now. Another great match, Sasha versus Ronda. Yeah, it was. It really was. It was to me. I noticed it was another the last few handful of matches that these other superstars have really been handed. And Ronda's not been running rough shot and they'll just like dominate matches and you know putting people in the in the in the in her finishing maneuver and getting over. But they've been really beating on Ronda, really getting Ronda doing textbook wrestling moves. But to Ronda's credit, she has fought the best of the best women's wrestlers. Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, uh, Bailey on, on Raw, Sasha here, uh, Natalia a few weeks ago, uh, Charlotte at the, um, at, at the pay-per-view, uh, Survival Series pay-per-view, um, she has fought the top stars. She has. She has. She has fought the top, the the best of the women's division uh, lately. And so, yeah, I, that's why I think sometimes, some point here after Mania, there's going to be a break for Ronda Rousey at some point because they need to shift gears and and. Uh, but I'm excited for that main event. That main at, event at WrestleMania is going to be exciting because we all know what it's going to be. What's going to be. Well, if we're talking title matches, you want to go into Finn and Brock? Yeah, let's go Finn and Brock. I, I thought Finn Balor, uh, that was my favorite because I'm not a big fan of Brock Lesnar. Have never been a big fan of Brock Lesnar. And I thought Finn Finn worked that match excellent. I, I was At some points there, I was thinking, well, you know, um, you know, Finn's got Brock hurt. Brock was definitely, definitely showing signs that he was hurt. And... I thought Finn, you know, when once Finn's hit the coup de grace and that stop in the right smack dab in the middle round, I thought it's over, it's done. Finn, we're gonna see Finn Balor back as Universal Champion, and and all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's in the arm, he's in the the arm bar, and that's it, it's over. And Brock retains, and uh, 
And I'm sitting there, you know, I'm thinking, this was too good of a match. Actually, for once, Brock actually was in a match that was actually worth watching. Um, because the other WWE title match wasn't very good to watch. It was a uh, type of match that we'll get into here shortly that uh, you want to get up and go to the bathroom and get some more uh, get some more food or something and get something to drink because it was a very of a sleeper-type kind of match. So, but with Finn Balor, if you uh... – I put out some predictions on our social media. You know, you follow us on Twitter at, at Brothers of the D, number one. That's at Brothers of the D and the number one. Um, I put out some predictions, and I predicted that we'd see the demon. And when he came out as Finn Balor, I was like, well, this is going to be another squash match for Brock because the demon wouldn't lose come out as Finn. I'm like, okay, this is over. This will be over in five minutes. He's going to squash Finn. Uh, Vince will just bury him again. Uh, but that's not what happened. He put on a strong showing. Now they've got him slotted right into the icy title pitcher against Bobby Lashley. But um, when he didn't come out as the, the demon, I was a little worried that he was getting buried. But uh, it was actually a really, a really good match. Um, typical ending, the way Brock wins, hits something out of nowhere, you know, puts him in a choke or, you know, does something out of nowhere to him or gets his F5 out of nowhere. Um, but uh, Well, that was the extracurricular after the match. Uh, after the match, because Brock Lesnar was kind of like after uh, he won, it was like, you know, you just showed me up kind of deal and um, – he just, I don't know, F5'd him, what, four or yeah, five the, times? The, and, uh, the gimmick on the outside when Finn was pushing him into the, uh, uh, the, the, corner, table, the corner of the announce table. Uh, you know, and they brought up his diverticulitis as if, you know, it could that be he's something. he's got some kind of internal in. injury. Yes. And, and Brock did work that to a T throughout the match. And then, you know, you know, you know, Finn hit the coup de grace. I'm like, it's over. As much I mean, as. He hit him square right in the freaking gut. And I thought, it's over. As much as you don't like Brock, I, I do think that Brock does sell well. I will tell you something right now. Brock, I'm not a big fan of Brock Lesnar, and I've always been critical of all of his last few because I've been – he's to me, he's a lame dunk, paper champion. He doesn't want to show up to work, which I understand he's such an ass kisser to Vince McMahon, and he gets what he wants, but he doesn't work. you got these guys out here bouncing payment, and these guys go out there and they want their shot, and then you're going to keep Brock with the title. For once, Brock did put on a good match. That was a good match for Brock Lesnar. Brock puts on a lot of good matches. I know you're not a fan of him, so you're a little biased against him. But lately, it seems like when he is wrestled, he has put on a good match. And uh, I'll give credit where credit's due. Where he, who he's been in the ring with, and like I said, when he came out as Finn, I thought, man, this match is over in five minutes. Brock's going to hit about 10 suplexes on him and give him an F5. Right from the get-go, from the bell. I think it was even before the bell Finn went after him. Finn Finn got him right before the bell. As the bell was ringing, he got him and went on the attack. uh, And really, to me, never let up. It really never let up. I mean, every once in a while, you know, Brock would knock him in the corner or, you know, slow the momentum down, but then Finn would pick it right back up again because that's a type of a Finn Ballard – Type match, but yeah, it, I'll give credit where credit is due. That was a good match. That was definitely a good match for Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, to me, hasn't worked a good match like that in a long time, and he worked that match very well. Tag team champs. I still would have loved to see Finn win. I would have loved to see Finn. Finn, Finn is he still goes down in the record books as the very first Universal Champion, 
But then he has to give it up 24 hours later. But I think the reason the why in the match, but. they didn't consider putting it on Finn is they didn't want a rematch. Because obviously later on we'll talk about the men's battle or the men's Royal Rumble when Seth Rollins won. But uh, I don't think they wanted a rematch of Seth no. and Finn. No. I don't think that's the way they no. wanted to go with it. But. They didn't want to go with that. They said, well, that's going to set that up again because Seth is not going to cross lines and go to SmackDown because Seth is Seth is loyal. He's loyal to the brand that he's on, and you know. Well, when we talk about uh, the men's Royal Rumble and Seth winning and Seth putting out his challenge on who he wanted, um, I do have some an opinion that I think he picked the wrong person. But that is just we'll me get for to a that. good story. But I know you mentioned the tag team titles, the SmackDown, SmackDown tag team champions, the Blue Belts. Well, I'll tell you what. The best tag team division in WWE. The bar, bar, yeah. The bar to me has worn out their welcome. They they need to go back down to the bottom of the heap of the SmackDown tag team division, or at least take some time. You know what I say, Cesaro, Sheamus, you've done your good job work. Take a time off. Take some vacation time. What gets me is whenever they don't know what to do with the titles, we'll 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 put them on the bar. Well, Well, that was the same way they did with the New Day. Well, let's just put them on the New Day. Well, New Day to me is getting old. I think New Day is getting old too. New Day and the Bar are getting way too old because what for half a year last year was nothing but New Day Bar, New Day Bar, New Day Bar. Then you throw Usos in the mix. Usos haven't really got their due either. This last 2018, it was always it was always New Day Bar, New Day Bar, New Day Bar. We don't know what to do with it. So what do you think about them putting the titles on Miz and Shane? It's different. Uh, it needed it to me. You're right. It needed to shake up. I mean, the, granted, that is the best tag team division in the WWE. Um, SmackDown is, and I think you're right. It needed to go away from the bar and the New Day. So, yeah, it's different. I uh, personally would have rather seen them if they want to bring credibility to the tag team. I'd rather them put it on, like, Sanity or the club. But I know why they put it on Miz and Shane. I really think Miz and Shane are going to are gonna break up, and that's going to be WrestleMania, Miz versus Shane. That, that's, 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 yeah, that's another smelling down the road. You know, so that's definitely here on the road that yeah, that's a good possibility. Maybe the Usos beat them at elimination. Maybe Usos become uh, six-time world tag team, six-time tag team champions. Yeah, and, and that starts a little friction that starts between the friction. Miz and Shane because they're way over the top with their best friend and the best tag team in the world gimmick and and how great they are with bringing out uh, Mike's dad on on SmackDown and doing the whole thing. Daddy and Miz. Then, and then celebrating with him after winning the title. And then the next Royal night on, and on Tuesday night on SmackDown, they brought him out and Miz, I'm Daddy Miz. I'm so proud of you, son. Yada, yada, yada. Um, now let's, you want to talk about the, the boring match of the night? Well, AJ Styles versus Daniel Treehugger. Brian. Well, <laughs> to start off, these two guys on their own are phenomenal competitors. But together, it's the most boring is match and storyline ever. Well, I think what it is, they're trying to focus on the new Daniel Bryan, the whole, you know, what's good for the environment, uh, not putting toxins in your body. I think they tried too hard to push that. Really gimmick. too hard. If you got them fighting the concession area, you got them dressing up WWE officials as fans and throwing food at them, and, and Daniel Bryan throwing food at them and is posing as fans. 
Well, I thought the fighting in the concessions and all that That's was the great. best part of the whole entire thing was them fighting them. Like, just let them but fight I in the concession stand. Come let in them that fight Royal Rumble. Let the them whole, fight in a freaking gas station or something. I, <laughs> I just think the fight, the match of the Royal Rumble, they put too much on Daniel Bryan's new character. Way too much. Instead of telling the story. I don't story, even know if you, need, if you want this new character. I don't think he should even have the belt on him. But I think with the new character, they put too much into not telling the story of AJ versus Daniel Bryan as more as they told the story of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and then you can even just tell just by watching this match. The match itself got boring. It didn't look like the fans were into And the it. fans, you could just tell, were like, really? We're really watching this? I mean, they did their best to put on a good match. They try. I mean, AJ AJ did what he could do. The, 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 but the, the story the overshadowed. Crowd response, the crowd response was from when AJ did something. It wasn't, yeah, Daniel Bryan's playing the heel. I understand that. But it was just so dry, so manila. It was just horrible. It was This was a pre-show match. I wouldn't the, go that the far. The intensity. See, I don't think it was as bad as you're letting on. Well, I don't know. This is my me watching it. My opinion that to be a WWE championship, it needed more something. It just didn't have that something. Well, like I said, I think instead of focusing on the story of AJ Styles versus the Daniel crowd Bryan, was just not into it, and then they all focused of a sudden, on the Daniel Bryan character, the you know, good for the environment, don't put toxins in your body. That the whole thing about the Royal Rumble sandwich. That was being sold at at the um, at, the, was, at yes. the ballpark. Uh, you know, they brought all that into the storyline. I probably the sandwich was made to be a part of the make it into the storyline, yeah, which sure, I think yeah. they tried too hard. And then Eric Rowan, bizarre out of nowhere, out of nowhere walks out of here, walks no, out, out of nowhere because we don't. You know, if you're watched, Eric, Eric Rowan's been out on injury, and, and he just comes out of nowhere. Wearing jeans and a flannel. Wearing jeans and a flannel and look like a rock and roll t-shirt on underneath it. And stands there and just watches it until he gets involved in the match. And and that's how Daniel Bryan retains the title. And and so now Eric Rowan is with Daniel Bryan. And then you turn move to SmackDown days later. And Daniel Bryan comes out with his wooden and his hemp belt and throws the WWE title into the trash can. And has this hemp and this wooden belt that's a sustainable, the all natural belt. It's not made from leather, cowhide, and this and that. And Eric Rowan is just like him. He reads philosophy and yada yada. yada. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, that's what I really find bizarre about this whole situation. You know, in the fans' eyes, the universal title doesn't mean much with Brock being champion because he's part time. Yes. More power to Brock if he can get the money and have the title on him. If that's what he can get in his contract, more power to him for it to happen. But the fans don't like it. And now no. you've taken your only credible championship. And made it to where it just became And made it that blah. it's hemp and wood. Come on now. And glass instead of so, diamonds. So now then, yeah, it's just. <laughs> and no offense to our truth the uh, U.S. title it has been it didn't start with him it's been bad for a while the intercontinental title you keep bobby lashley has it and it's truly that none of the men's titles mean much right now means much right now because it WWE. just truly shows that 
the women's division is carrying the WWE because now you got you're entering the tag team, the women's tag team belts, and you've that's the big thing. That's probably the headliner. Probably will be the main event of Elimination Chamber is the women's tag team title. Whoever the six teams come out of that go into the Elimination probably. Chamber. One's going to come. One team's going to come out as the the first ever women's tag team titles. What'd you like about the men's Royal Rumble? The men's Royal Rumble. Um, you know what I found to be bizarre is the way they had Nia Jax come in the Rumble. We all knew our truth was thirty because we of, all knew it was a mixed match because him and Carmella won challenge. the mixed match challenge. That was she attacks him and then just walks to the ring like, well, it's me now. I'm number thirty because he, you know, because I guess it technically the rules if you don't actually make it to the ring, you're not officially in it. And I know there's a lot of controversy around. Having her fight intergender against the guys, there's been a lot of controversy come out since then. Well, she's, what, the fourth woman ever to enter the men's rumble? I mean, if you look back, it's been China, it's been uh, Beth Phoenix, it's been Karma, and now it's Nia Jax. I mean, those were... But women being physical against men was probably a little more accepted back when China and Beth Phoenix was in the Royal Rumble. Because that was during that era, yeah. that aggression era. And that, we all know the, the Karma attitude was just kind of a gimmick. She came in, she got thrown out. Karma was, yeah, it Karma was, was one of those to like, you know. her into the division, then she got pregnant and then was never seen and heard from again. And then, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, you know, and this men's Royal Rumble had the gimmicks like it did. I mean, you had, which I think. Jeff Jarrett. I, let me get to double good old Double J Jeff Jarrett enters in at number two, and because you had Elias, who I don't think is a very talented wrestler, and they just they need to strap a rocket to Elias and send him. They to the need top. to put him if they're going to make some one of these belts. He's on Raw. They need to make him. He needs to do this. Bobby to Lashley, champion. Bobby Lashley, and Elias for the Intercontinental Championship, and Elias needs to be Intercontinental Champion to let him go. Because just like I said. The United States title, I believe, the one guy I believe it's going to do, there's another, there's another one like that on SmackDown. It's a rocket ship on the butt. And that's, well, now since he's dropped it, Andrade. I think Andrade is probably going to be your next United States champion. If they do, it, to me, if if I was creative, because he's, he's well, working the best. If I was creative, Andrade would be the next WWE champion. If I was creative. And Samoa Joe would be the next United States champion. <sighs> I'm not a big – you know I'm not. There's some guys on this WWE roster I've never, ever been a big fan of. Another one is Joe has never been a bit of big fan. So are you all right with Seth Rollins winning it? I'm all right with Seth Rollins winning it. Um, you think he's the one uh, that they kind of having Roman pass the torch to to be the one to, to take the title from Brock? Since, you know, we know Roman Reigns is out. Well, uh, we know that's leukemia. what's – well, we know that's what's going to happen. I'm sure Brock Lesnar will be the champion come WrestleMania. Since he finally made his, because Seth Rollins. Do you see him even having a match before Mania? I don't. I see them setting up Seth versus Brock. The next Brock Lesnar match will be in New York against Seth Rollins. You won't see him at the Elimination Chamber, just like you won't. He's done. He's not. He made his last appearance on Raw until his obligation until WrestleMania. <laughs> just well, the you way might Brock see him Lesnar. leading up, but what you're gonna see from now until WrestleMania is promos between Paul Heyman and Seth Rollins, which is the typical way that they do a Brock Lesnar title match. That's typical. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman does the dirty work and does the heavy lipping for Brock Lesnar until Brock has to get in the ring. So the next question is, would you 
how do you really book Seth to keep him wrestling until then? You really can't because you don't want him to lose. How do you? That's what I said. Once the once it went off the air, Royal Rumble, I said I had questions. It was the most uns to me as a fan. It was the most unsatisfying pay per view I've seen in a long time because where do you? What are you going to do? Where are you going from here? How are this is supposed to be your official kickoff to the road to WrestleMania, your biggest pay-per-view ever, your biggest event. How do you lead this up? How do you let – I'm all right with Seth Rollins winning it. I'm all right that it was Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, the last two in it. I'm okay with that because that's, to me, your top two guys on Raw. I'm okay with that. and But – where do you go with it? And then more unanswered questions the next night on Raw when Seth has to make a decision, when you have to have Triple H come out and basically tell tell him, make your decision, I want it done tonight. And then Seth's like, oh, I don't know. This is a big decision. This is the biggest decision in my life. No, it wasn't, Seth, because we all know you how you are. You're loyal to your brand. Whichever brand you're on, you're loyal to it. We all knew. I knew you were going to pick Rock I'd rather Lesnar. see him fight Daniel Bryan, a Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins match. I think will be more entertaining. But he, he like I said, he's the guy that the, the torch has been passed to be the one to beat Brock Lesnar. Somebody's um, got to beat Brock Lesnar. So what do you like about the women's Royal Rumble? I really like the way they told the story. Yes. Of Becky getting into the Rumble. Yes, I like. Linking Lana I, you know getting hurt back in the Rusev Nakamura you know, match. I, she can't make it to the ring to Nia Jax attacking her. To Becky coming out and pleading to come in. I think that was brilliant compared I, to just Nia Jax walking to the ring after I, taking out I honestly troops. believe that was the best, the best Royal Rumble match. It was even better than the men's. Because to me, you had in the men's. You had your gimmicks. You had your Jeff Jarrett's. And all in intents and purposes, you had Kurt Angle as a gimmick. He but I like the women's this year. The first Royal Rumble for the women, they had all the old wrestlers come back. Vicky Guerrero was in it. But you, Ivory. But that's, Lita and but Trish. They were all in it. That's the year turnaround of the this women's division. One, they showcased who needed to be showcased. Yes. Lacey Evans spent a lot of time in the Rumble. A lot of time in the Rumble. I think they let Natty be in there a little too long, but you want to showcase Natty because Natty's probably not going to be wrestling on the active roster much longer, more take on a role behind the scenes for the women. Yes. So, But they pushed who needed to be pushed. They showed them being strong, who needed to be strong. And then, of course, you end it with Becky and Charlotte. As you know, you showcased, you, you you had your surprises. You, Lacey Evans got showcased very well. They're going to push her heavy. She stayed in there for a long time. You know, and then, you know, you had Bailey your, was in there for a long time. You had your surprise of a former NXT UK champ, women's champ, Rhea Ripley, come in. Big pop from the crowd. She was, she was, so everything from top to bottom. I'm glad they didn't bring no old people back. Like they did the year before, because now the women's division is carrying the WWE. That's correct. And you're going to have to have more better. And to me, I thought it was the to me, it was more better. Yeah, I, I thought the way uh, Becky came back in, I thought it was good that she pleaded with, as they said on the broadcast, the fellow countrymen of uh, Finley or Fit Finley, whichever one you want to know, uh, pleading with him, and he just said, "Go right on in." I, I think that was a good way to do it, though. That it had to been fit. 
Had to. Have been I mean, because, to him to make that decision. Because like, allowing fit to make the decision can draw up if you wanted to use it a little bit of controversy. Well, they go back from you know being Irish together. Yes. You know, the, if if like they wanted to have Charlotte complain, like how did she even get in, kind of thing, and want to be if they want to go the route of adding her to the WrestleMania match because we all know Becky Lynch called out Ronda Rousey on Monday Night Raw. And, see, that's that's where the that's where I said. The whole entire women's rumble match I thought was good. The leading up and it had to be your top two your top two, your top two in the women's division. That's who it came down to. Charlotte and Becky, that's who it came down to. And basically I think at that point, even though Becky was got injured thanks to Nia Jax being pushed off the the steps and she was hobbling on one knee and I think it was one of the points that Charlotte had been there for so stinking long. She had been there since what 12, 11, 12? 12 or 13. She was in there like early, and it's about, that was getting to the point toward the end there, like, that, you know, that Charlotte, you know, I think more Charlotte was getting more, it was more of exhaustion setting in for her to not to really put up a fight there on the apron when she just got that elbow or what was uppercut or something. I can't remember exactly what it was that basically, and then, you know, Charlotte was, you know, exhausted. She was, exhaustion was setting in for her. She'd been in there a long time. But, it was just then next night, and then I thought, no, you have the wishy washy on Raw with Seth Rollins. I don't know what I'm going to choose. This is this and that. Boom. Becky Lynch made her choice. She walked out there on Runt Raw, stole the show on Raw, probably had the best freaking ratings in that first 15 minutes of Raw's had in months, years. When Becky Lynch walked out there, and the whole freaking crowd had the man signs and. and everything, and she walked out there, and she's like, I already know, chose who I'm going to fight, and it's going to be Ronda Rousey. You know. Let's. I want to talk a little something that we weren't planning to talk about, but um, it brings full circle. I think what WWE's long term plan is for um, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and all of them. When Ronda beat Char or when Ronda beat Sasha, and Ronda wanted to be all, you know, lovey dovey at the end and shake her hand and be a good sport. When Sasha was standing on the ramp or the entrance to leave and Ronda walked up to her, Sasha flashed the four horsemen sign. Then on Monday night, when Becky, or not Becky, Bailey, yeah, it was my night, when Bailey fought uh, Ronda Rousey. And that's when Becky came out to steal the show and say, this is what I'm going to do. As Becky walked to the ring, and Bailey was standing in the ring. She looked at up at Bailey, flashed the four horsemen sign to Bailey, and then Bailey threw it up. Well, a as lot of we, people as may not have seen that. If you don't see, well, only probably us and a few other. So Bailey waited for Becky to get in the ring. Becky throw it to her again yeah. before she left. As, as in, I got your back. As you all horsemen. know, when they all were in NXT, they were the four horsewomen. They were branded them the four horsewomen. Charlotte, Becky. Sasha, Sasha and, and Bailey. Bailey were the four horsewomen. Then there's the other controversy that is with Ronda Rousey. In the UFC days, they deemed the four horsewomen. They deemed themselves the four horsewomen. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, who was your NXT champion, and give me the names. They keep escaping Jessamyn me. Jessamyn Dukes and Marina uh, Sheriff uh, Sherney. I can't pronounce her last name, but Roger Strong's wife. Um, they were the ho- four horsewomen of UFC. 
But what I liked is those are subtle hints they're giving. Be- Bailey standing there like, Becky, I got your back, and not leaving till Becky had the mic and was ready to go, and they made eye contact again, and Bailey left. That was saying, I got so your back. So what we're trying to tell you is the true wrestling fans that picked up on that, you know that this is going to come down. These eight women are going to come to a head, and who's going to be the true? I think it might need to wait a little bit until – but it's going to happen. Baszler's ready. It's going to happen. To be a star. It's going to happen because they're slowly building it. Yes. I think up that's because you all know, plan. any true wrestling fan knows, when you flash that symbol, that's the best of the best. That is the elite. Oh, shoot. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that's another group that's the best of the best. <laughs> you, can't, you can't deny the horsemen, the stable, that's the best of the best. That is the that is the the elite that's the platinum that's the number one that's you can't get no more better than that if you're you have that symbol and they've always carried that and yeah charlotte is a second she is spawned from that greatness but this rivalry is going to happen at some point they're dropping subtle hints but it's going to happen at some point and it's going to be major and it's probably going to blow up uh it's probably going to blow up because there are there might be you're probably going to see more leading up to After Mania when I think the what After Mania is or Evolution. I think Evolution's coming back this year. It's going to take a while because but it's, just now put uh, Shayna Baszler's got the two with her now. Um, they're they're more of the tag team of the group, so they're just starting to get uplifted in NXT. Just recently got on television and what you know they were out with Shayna Baszler at the last couple of pay per views. It's, it's eventually going to happen. It's so, going to take some you know, time long to build up. Term, but, maybe next WrestleMania. But I when but happening. when Sasha flashes the four to Ronda, Ronda knows what exactly what that and means. Bailey flashes the four with Becky and that stands knows on what the that apron means. Saying I got your back. We are the true four horsewomen, being Becky, Bay, uh, Charlotte. Bailey and Sasha that we're the true four horsewomen you four are not you know but that's coming it just goes back to your your statement Ben of uh the women what's carrying the WWE right now and with that elimination chamber match that's coming up the women's uh tag team title and I think this is the only way to settle it the only way to get your number your first ever it's the only because this is what it's different. I, it's not your standard turn. Oh, let's have a tournament to determine the tag titles. No, this is this no, is a good idea. No, it's 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 an excellent idea. And since they are, and then to me, I think it's going to be the main event of the Elimination Chamber. You're it's probably right. And we've got four teams that have already been announced. So there's two more teams to be announced. We have Nia Jax and Tamina Snuka. We have the Riot Squad. Uh, we have Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. And just added yesterday were the Iconics. Uh, on Monday Night Raw this week, we'll have Sasha and Bailey versus the team of Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox. Obviously, Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox aren't getting an Elimination Chamber. It'll be Sasha and Bailey. So you're going to have, the way we see it, which I don't say it's there anyway, it's the only way it's leading. It's going to be Sasha Banks and, and Bailey, Bailey, Tamia and Nia Jax, and Riot Squad, Riot Squad from and Raw. And Manny and Mandy and Sonya Deville and the Iconics, and and if they're gonna just put the next two biggest stars on the women's roster in that match, probably gonna be Naomi and Carmella. 
I would say, unless they do some surprise and put Lacey Evans in it. Uh, you know, Lacey Evans was – if you're going to do Lacey Evans, you got to have a heel with her because she's come out to be kind of a heel. But I don't really know who else on the SmackDown roster they could that's, do. That's the one that's to me is going to be – Unless they throw a curveball at us all and bring back like Trish and Lita. And make Trish See and now that would to me. I don't want that. To me, that would run the whole tire, the whole um, thing of what you've built. Let Trish Stratus and Lita, they've helped build it to this point. Let's let the ones you got here that have been carrying this company. That, let them. Don't bring them back. We know that Naomi's been feuding with Mandy Rose, the whole Jimmy thing, and giving Jimmy her hotel room key and all this stuff, and they've built up a feud. There's been a little bit of a Twitter beef back and forth between Carmel, uh, between Carmella and Sonya Deville. Maybe it leads me to think maybe Naomi and Carmella is the. To me, that's the possibility. If you're building things up and they're going back and forth, and that's to me the obvious thing. They say three teams from SmackDown and three from Raw. To me, that's the only. That's the only possibility, but you know. And I still would love to see. The Riot Squad. I to me, to me, I think to, to crown them as the first ever women's tag team champions. And of course, there's three of them. You got to go Freebird rule, and uh, I think that would set it off, and it would propel the. And of course, they defended on both brands. That's the key they point. Would, of, they would cross brands. They're going to yes. cross with this. Ti- this is the title that you're going to cross brands with, and I think you could have a. You could have the the very next at Fastlane, the very next. You could have a women's tag team titles with. If far, we're just speculating, the Riot Squad versus Nia and Tamia, or whatever. Riot you could, Squad versus Bailey and 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 Sasha, you know, or even, Riot even, Squad even if versus you don't the put, Iconics. Exactly, there's so much you could do right now. It's one of those things. Whoever is in charge of this creative could be just biting it a bit. The things that I could do. With this, with this elimination chamber and crowning the new champions from going forward, you know you can build up to, you know, you know up to uh, evolution, which is you or know, the other thing that if they do, if they the rumors of possibility making it a triple threat match at Mania between Charlotte, adding Charlotte to the match with Becky and Ronda, if they decide to do that route, you would need somebody. To go on SmackDown and contend with with uh, Asuka. Then, well, if the Riot Squad wins the titles, you could easily put Ruby Riot in that spot. She's going to be on SmackDown because the Riot Squad are tag team champions. You could easily have Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan defend the titles, but push her into that main event spot for that SmackDown tag a women's title just for her being on there because of being tag champions. Yeah, if you're if they're going to decide to. Put it and make it a three way at WrestleMania. But if not, you make it Charlotte Asuka too. At you make it Charlotte Asuka too, and you build it up and let Asuka just yell into the microphone uncoherently. Listen, <laughs> I'm all for because they're they they've been trained great. Asuka's a great in ring performer. To be the champion, you have to have all facets of the game. And Asuka definitely doesn't have all facets of the game. She just basically has been told by WWE Creative, get the mic and scream and hold the belt in the face of your opponent. And that's all she's doing. Well, that's doing. what it would be good if she had a manager, she had a talking piece. But the only person you could put her with would be Paul Heyman. Uh, there's to me to where I think WWE needs to break away. Let Brock Lesnar have some time off. Give him a vacation. Let Paul Heyman... 
let Paul Heyman bring be an advocate or whatever you want to call it to somebody else. The only issue with that is the last time they tried that when Brock was gone and went back to the UFC and they kept Paul Heyman around, the Rybaxel, you know, Curtis Axel and Ryback that they didn't work as Heyman guys. Cesaro was a Heyman guy. It just didn't seem to work. There's just so much. The only other person it ever worked with, with the chemistry with Heyman was when he was with CM Punk. Yeah. That was the only other one. So unfortunately, and if they're going to put a woman with Heyman, he would think it'd be Ronda because Ronda not having the best mic skills, but she has turned it up lately. She's turned it up lately, and she also she could tell if you pay it if you really pay attention to her. Ronda's starting to make that turn. You notice the crowd, the fans are starting to turn on her a little bit. They're booing her. It's going to make it easier to, to have make the her heel. That's what I'm women. saying. But it's the horsewoman versus horsewoman. You know, you're making you're making the slight things where she, you know, she's trying to be all sweet and nice and give credit where credit is due like she did with Sasha. But then on the other hand, she was trying to be sweet. Well, that's not what I said. No, that's what you said. You said that you're better than Sasha Banks. You said that to her face. But, no, I didn't say that. It doesn't make it easier because Shanna Baszler and the other four horsewomen of the UFC, they are heels. So it would make an easier transition. That's why I think – Ron would have to go away for a while. It, that's to, to me. That to me, I, I'm a little over. She can I'm, come back. I'm as a little heel. over Ronda Rousey right now. I am. I think her little, her cute little baby face is over, and we've seen signs. If you pay, if if you pay attention, you're seeing the signs where she is making that turn to the heel side. But I think it's time where we may not see Ronda Rousey for a little bit. Maybe she comes off. Maybe she takes some time off after WrestleMania. Maybe she does lose the title at WrestleMania. God, hoping we all hope that she does. Lose the title at Mania, and she takes time off and then comes back and as a heel. And something needs to be done because I think the babyface Ronda Rousey is – I think after Mania, the babyface Ronda Rousey is going to be pretty much kaput. There's usually two Elimination Chamber matches. They did announce that the WWE title will be will be defended with in the University what, Chamber match. Six people. <laughs> it's Daniel Bryan will defend the title against Samoa Joe, Mustafa Ali, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and AJ Styles. I'm a big Randy Orton fan. But Randy Orton is on wrestling in two thousand nineteen for one thing. To get ratings. To boost ratings. And Rand- so putting him into this match only makes I would have rather seen Andrade in the match, and I'd kind of Randy Orton is hitting that legend status, correct? To where I'm here just to he here. Yes, and is that's pretty Jeff much Jeff Hardy kind of surprises me. Maybe it's his last hurrah. He's he's checking off the type of matches he wants to do. He wanted to do a Hell in a Cell. He wants to do an Elimination Chamber. Maybe it's him marking those things off his list. I myself, again, instead of Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, I would have rather seen Andrade. But do you really see? I would love to see Daniel Bryan lose at the Elimination Chamber. But do you really see you can put the title on any one of these people? I'm a big fan of Andrade. Is I he think, is he in it? Andrade's not. I think that that's where Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy shouldn't be in, or at least one of them. To um, me, well, Andrade, to me, I think that cancels them two out. It's, I mean. 
I don't know. Are you really going to put the title on a Mustafa Ali? Who's no, just but it, basically it's a way to help, help to the showcase him. It's a help. Yeah, it's a showcase because he's been in the. I completely understand him being in the match. I would rather have Andrade in the match, and I really would like to see like the sixth person be someone like EC3. You have to put these younger new guys on the map, and what a better way to do it is put them in a match like they're doing with Mustafa Ali. But I'd rather see Andrade and EC3. The only problem with putting all three of them in it is you would say, well, it's either going to be Daniel Bryan wins, Samoa Joe, or AJ's getting it back. And we all know AJ's contract, his contract's up soon. So that would leave either Samoa Joe or Daniel Bryan. So I see why they put the other guys in it. To me, it's either Daniel Bryan keeps it or or Samoa Joe wins. I can't see either of the other four, especially with AJ under contract negotiations, nothing signed. From what I hear, they're not close. Um, to me, this match, I don't want to really talk much about it because it's either Daniel Bryan or Samoa Joe is going to win this one. And then they have, of and course. that's to me lesser two evils. It's like and just keep it on Daniel Bryan. Shane McMahon gonna... and Miz are fighting the Usos. The Usos. Like I, I think I touched on it earlier, maybe Miz and da- – and, um, the, the friction Miz starts and, uh, to happen. Shane McMahon loses. Friction starts to happen. Usos win the titles back, but – I really don't think there's much else to touch about right now. Right now, you know, because we're just fresh off of Royal Rumble. We're we'll just, talk more about Elimination Chamber before it happens. Before it happens, a, yeah. Because we're going to get more. We're going to get more into it. I mean, we've only really, we've only been really, you know, we've got the tag team women's tag team chamber and now the WWE title change. But there's still other things that's going to happen between now and Elimination Chamber on the 17th of February. Well, we got some. Uh, it's time to shift gears here, and let's talk about some breaking news. Not really breaking news. There's some hot topics here that are going on right now. Um, Dean Ambrose has announced that he is leaving the WWE. His contract is up. Well, WWE announced. And he will not resign with WWE. Yes. WWE announced that his contract is coming to an end, and Dean Ambrose is has he basically gave a notice at uh, Royal Rumble that he's not re-signing with the company when his contract expires in April after Mania. He will not be re-signing with the company. Um, WWE normally don't put out statements like that on guys that their contracts are ending. Usually, the only statements that come out is the so and so has been future, and you know we wish him well on his future endeavor that he's been released. Um, so I don't know if this is a shoot or if it's just a work that it's part of the deal that maybe he doesn't leave and he comes back after R- Rollins wins at Mania and comes back and maybe yeah continue and he on comes back and, and takes out Rollins and to becomes me the, 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 the Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins thing was carrying Raw you know it, the things that had that they made Dean Ambrose turn heel on the night that Roman Reigns said I got to go off and deal with my health and and Which then I they think went was a great night to do it. I don't And think then they, they won the tag team titles and then he winds up turning on him and then on that not or that night and that's the last part of 2018. Yeah, I don't think they handled that feud well. I think the it ended horribly. character was was horrible that they put Dean Ambrose I with. think whoever so is the again, creative I is... can really see why Dean Ambrose, the rumors of him being frustrated with crea- uh, creativity and not liking the I would the be frustrated because I'm frustrated as a fan. 
you started it off as something good that, you know, the shield's breaking up again. You know, Roman had to go off and deal with his health issues. And then you had left with them two holding the bag. And then it was a perfect time for the heel turn. It was perfect time for the heel turn. But the way it progressed and the way it end the way it ended was just horrible. You made him, and then you have freaking Dean Dean Ambrose lose the title to Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I, I think that they weren't ready for the heel turn. I think the plan all along was for Ambrose to turn heel, but I think that they weren't ready for it. But they did it when they did because of Roman Reigns is is health, him leaving, stepping away. So I think they wanted a little bit longer of a run as the Shield. So they kind of went, it seemed like on what they came up with was, oh, crap, we need to do this now. How are we going to handle this? And I don't think it was handled. Understandably, well. yeah. When Roman come to him and said, yeah, my health is, my the leukemia is rare to its ugly head again. I got to take time off to deal with it. And okay, yeah. Now, I don't it know. It left creative with what the freak to do. I don't know how it works when if it's true that he's leaving and his contract's over and this isn't a work, it's an actual shoot and he's on high with creative and he's leaving. I don't know how it works when your contract ends and you don't re-sign it. If you have any type of non-compete clause. Usually when you are future endeavored, you usually have, depending on your status with the company, anywhere between a 30-day and 90-day no-compete. So if that entails the same when your contract expires and you leave the company because you didn't re-sign a contract, if that's included, well, then Ambrose might take some time off and we might not hear from him anywhere for a while. But if him fulfilling his contract means he's free to do what he wants, it might be pretty interesting to see a Cody Rose-Jonathan Good match at Double or Nothing. But it seems to be on the consensus of these unhappy WWE superstars who contracts are coming up is it seems to be the general consensus is it's creative. It is creative. And I think the idea of all elite wrestling, Ring of Honor that scares and Vince New to death. Japan's now that Vince um, expansion is into the back United in the fold. States. There's a lot of other places to go where you can be showcased, where you're definitely not being showcased in the WWE. Most of these people that are, like you said, are frustrated with creative. When people mention they want to leave, like the Revival asked for their release, now they're getting a little bit of a push. Uh, Maria and Mike Canales asked for their release. Maria gets in the Rumble, and Mike shows up on 205 Live out of the blue again on Tuesday night. Uh, they re- they deny these people's requests, and then they decide to quickly try to use them. Tyler Breeze was unhappy with his contract. What do they do? He got an open challenge against Dean Ambrose. Apollo Crews won a, ti- a battle royal to get a title match against Dean Ambrose when he was Intercontinental Champion. They and he just was against Bobby Lashley the other day. The other, yep. when, they after just take he won these it. guys who have been frustrated and say, "Well, let's give you a big match." And then maybe that'll satisfy that him. satisfies you. Zack Ryder's been on Raw recently. They put him with her, Kurt Hawkins, one of his best friends, and they've given them TV time lately because all these guys are unhappy with their deals. So one guy they so if Dean Ambrose is truly leaving and is this not a work for him to come back and take the Universal Title from Seth and and be the Universal Title Champion? But I think whoever wins the title. You need to have a long run 
with someone who's there all the time. Like when Kevin Owens was champion, he had that long run as universal champion. The universal title meant something. And you need to make sure you have that again. You can't keep switching it back and forth. If Seth wins, and this is all a work with this was all a work with Dean, and Dean's still there, and he wins it, Dean needs to have it for a long time. If Dean Ambrose is really leaving, I hope that we could see him. I would love to see, like I said, a Cody Rhodes Jonathan Good match. Something, something. Who else? What else is? What else is? Uh, who's else asked for their release? Well, Adeo Tommy got his release, and it's funny because, like I said, the other guys who have been asked for their release, they've all been denied. They've all been denied getting their releases, but Hideo Tommy was granted. Um, there's been nothing confirmed, but it seems to be there may have been a no compete for Hideo Tommy, but the no compete compete being different than normal to where his no compete being he wouldn't sign with a company and wrestle in the United States. So in the, he'd be going back to Japan. Which would eliminate Ring of Honor and um, all elite, elite wrestling. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, wow, that is definitely a direct hit against all elite wrestling because Kenta versus Pac would be phenomenal. Kenta versus Cody Rhodes would be phenomenal. Kenta versus Christopher Daniels would be phenomenal. Those would be great. But it seems to be that there may be something out there saying that he can't wrestle in the United States for a certain period of time. So that would take him back to Japan. Because doesn't All Elite, they're going to have working relations with with Japan? As of right now, the only working relationship they have overseas is with Oriental, Elite, or okay. Oriental Wrestling okay. Entertainment in China. But it does start to seem like there might be, and I'm going to talk about AEW in a little bit, um, maybe a unspoken working agreement with a promotion here in the States. Um, so AEW has their next big announcement. Announcement. A rally. Their next what do they call them, rally. rallies? This one is actually called, let me make sure I get this right. This is going to be called... The AEW ticket announcement party for Double or Nothing, which is going to be at the MGM Grand That's Hotel. It's our very first pay-per-view. It's their first pay-per-view. It's their first show. They're not going to put on any shows before Double or Nothing. That's going to kick off the company. And they have a announcement, ticket announcement party when tickets go on sale, and that's going to be February 7th this next week. What is the nine. date, What is the date though, of All, all or all Nothing? All Elite is the 25th of May. Okay. Um. For February 7th at 9 p.m., it'll stream live on All Elite Wrestling's Twitter page, the Young Bucks Facebook page, the Being the Elite YouTube channel, and it'll stream live on Brandy Rose's Instagram, uh, this ticket announcement um, party for Double or Nothing. Um, scheduled to be in attendance for the ticket party is going to be the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, Hangman Page, and all members of SCU, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, and Christopher Daniels. Okay. But the buzz is there's going to be some more announcements because knowing Cody, when when something big is going on, the rally, their big announcement was Chris Jericho. They did announce some other stars at that rally, but the big well, star was no Chris bigger, Jericho. No bigger than Chris Jericho, unless... Unless it's Kenny Omega. Uh, member of the elite. Member of the elite. This whole leading up to the announcement of All Elite Wrestling, 
on the Being the Elite YouTube channel every week was this ticking clock. Cody had a ticking clock. The Young Bucks had a ticking clock. SCU had a, a ticking clock. And it all culminated to the reveal with the Young Bucks, Cody, and Adam Page of the Double or Nothing and the All Elite Wrestling logo New Year's Day in Japan. And now Kenny has a ticking clock on his phone. His phone was missing. They found his phone. The BTE camera showed his phone, and it was ticking on that last episode. That uh, So he's going to make his, his announcement. And his phone's been found, and his phone is now ticking. And the date, the countdown clock, like the other ones I mentioned, the Bucks, Cody, Hangman Page, and SCU's countdown clock was January 1st. This is the 7th of February. Kenny Omega's countdown clock is February 7th. He became a free agent February 1st, but his countdown clock showing the numbers on the screen show down to February 7th, which leads to believe he will be the big announcement at the All Elite Ticket Announcement Party for Double or Nothing on February 7th. Kenny Omega. So as of right now, the roster's shaping up pretty well. You've got the Young Bucks, Cody, SCU, Hangman Page, Brandy Rhodes. You've also got Britt Baker. You've got the um, OWE roster. There's four of them. I'm sorry, I, I don't know their names, but there's four stars from Oriental Wrestling Entertainment that'll be coming over um, as a talent exchange deal with All Elite Wrestling. Um, we also have Jungle Boy Nate Coy, who is Jake Perry, the son of Luke Perry from 90210s. Of fame that was confirmed on the new YouTube show on the Nightmare Family, which is Cody Rhodes' YouTube channel. Um, he's got a show called The Rhodes Double or Nothing, and the first episode was announcing that Jungle Boy was signed with AEW. So that's a big signing. There's also been rumored signings in addition to the ones I've already. Well, there's then there's Penelope Ford, uh, Joey Janela, and MJF and Pac, who were announced at the rally with Chris Jericho. Then there's rumors of Trip Beretta and Chuck Taylor being announced. Chuck E.T., they're known as the best friends. That's their tag team. Uh, Trip Beretta used to be in the WWE years ago. They've been in New Japan. The little story behind this is they verbally committed to re-sign with New Japan, but apparently have signed with AEW. That might cause some future friction between AEW and New Japan as a possible working relationship. We don't know. Also rumored to sign is Kylie Ray and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara was part of the NWA 70 anniversary show. He was in the tournament for the North American Heavyweight Championship, which was won by Willie Mack. Um, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix have supposedly signed deals with All Elite Wrestling. Their deals are going to be similar to Chris Jericho's and Joey Janela's where they're not exclusive, where they're going to be able to also do other things because Ray Phoenix, Pentagon Jr., Joey Janela, and MJF are all currently still under contract with MLW Major League Wrestling. So it seems like there may be a connection between AEW and MLW. Um, Maybe not official, but it seems like there might be. And, uh, you know, they've shown up on some independent shows. They've been to um, Bar Wrestling, which is Joey Ryan's promotion. 
Um, they've also been to a show. I can't even, it's in Seattle. I can't think of the, uh, of the name of it, but the young bucks showed up. Um, SCU was on the card for that show, but the young bucks showed up. Um, Cody and Hangman page came out, uh, for a Thursday night on a show here closer to the North Carolina area. And then young bucks came out with the whole Pentagon junior Ray Phoenix and told them if you're, you're only the second best tag team in the world, not the first, but if you want to come wrestle us in all elite wrestling, come prove you're the first. So it looks like they're going to do a young bucks, um, Pentagon Jr. Ray Phoenix, possibly at double or nothing. Nothing. No matches have been announced yet. They kind of teased the Hangman Page versus Pac match. Um, maybe possibly having a title on the line. But um, exciting things for AEW. I'm excited. It's something for the wrestling community of fans to have an alternative. Yes. Are they going to compete with WWE right now? Absolutely not. In the future, do they probably have the best potential to compete with the WWE long term over New Japan and Ring of Honor, Quite possibility. Um, I still think New Japan is the one that has the most firepower. Because we compete. know Vince is very, 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 very yes. scared. That's why he's not granting releases. That's why he's scared that these everybody's going to run all elite wrestling. But keep in mind, uh, Young Bucks when they were younger on in their wrestling careers, they ran a promotion, and of course, Cody Rhodes that he's he's learned from the best. Learn from the best, his father. He's learned from actually two of the best, his father and his almost surrogate father, which is Diamond Dallas Page, who uh, Diamond Dallas Page was just on Chris Jericho's podcast, and he spoke about how intelligent Cody Rhodes is in his mind for the wrestling business. So big things are in store for All Elite Wrestling, but um, I wouldn't, I'd pump the brakes on uh, the whole they're going to be better than WWE thing because WWE is a monster in itself. It, yeah, it's just, it's coming. It's definitely, they're on, they're on Vince's radar. Vince is scared. Uh, the, the, the possible, the possibility of all elite being is on the same level as WWE, but, uh, it's definitely keeping Vince up at night. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Look how long it took Vince to turn WWE into the monster. It is Yes, obviously, we're talking about the first show for the official. This is just the first show um, promotion, so we'll keep you all up to date on any new information. Dan is on. We'll to, definitely um, Dan's I'll definitely on top be of watching it. the um, ticket announce party, and you know I'm kind of predicting that the big announcement there will be Kenny Omega signing with the company. Don't know how they'll book Kenny Omega at that pay per view because we've already seen. Kenny Omega versus Jericho at New Japan, but they, they might do. They was Kenny some, Omega and Jericho, that might matches. be a match to, um, you know, to seal it for um, the main event. At uh, if you have a double main event of Jericho Omega and Young Bucks, to me that Lucha might Brothers, be that might be Omega Jericho because not a lot of people in the states, unless saw, you're true, exactly. unless you're could see New Japan, you didn't see. You didn't see those matches, and from what I understand, they were great matches. Yeah, the Alpha versus the Omega. So it could yeah. be the Alpha Omega again in All Elite at Double or Nothing. That could that could definitely make. But we're going to keep you up to date on all this, all the comings, what's going on, what's hot with All Elite, and we'll touch on some other things in New Japan as we always will. Have we said before? We'll keep you up to date on all that. And what we're going to in store is keep 
Um, What's to come, you know, we we definitely uh, will keep you updated on the excitement of all elite wrestling. New Japan just had two shows here in the United States. Uh, Ring of Honor just signed some big talent. PJ Black, formerly of WWE, Justin Gabriel, and they signed PCO, and they signed um, Brody King, and you know Marty Scurll has his own faction now, the Villain Enterprises. So there's some big things going on, some big talent wrestling other places than WWE. So we'll definitely uh, keep you informed on that, but definitely WWE is the monster. We're going to keep business. marching toward. Uh, we're going to keep marching on the road to WrestleMania with the WWE, but we're also going to keep what's going on with All Elite. Ring of Honor, New Japan, anything for professional wrestling that's going on in professional wrestling. We're going to keep you up to date with all the breaking news of everything. Keep watching. If there's anything you want to hear from us, you want us to talk about, don't want us to talk about, you know, we can, you can reach out to us. Reach out to us. Drop we us, have, drop us an email, hit us on Twitter, Instagram. We have the brothers of the D at gmail.com. If you want to email us your ideas, you can see us on Twitter and Instagram at, at brothers of the D one. That's at brothers of the D with the number one. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. Anything. Drop us question, comments, what we think, anything you want. You want to hear something, you want us to talk about something, we'll touch on it. Hit us up on all on any of those, and we'll certainly we'll certainly address it on. Quick prediction before we're out. It's Super Bowl. I know it's not wrestling, but who you got? Los Angeles Rams. I hope I'm rooting for the Rams, but they're going against the GOAT. I don't Listen, know. We'll see. That Ram defense. That's all I got to say. The Ram defense, and Dominican Sue, Aaron Donald, list goes on and on. They're going to be in Brady's face all game long. Rams. All, all right. right. Well, we'll, we'll see you see next time. time. I'm more Elimination Chamber. I'm Big. I'm Big Ben, and I'm Dan. We are the brothers of the D. We'll see you next time here at the gimmick table. <laughs>